From the birthplace of radio's greatest era. Now, from New York, it's Radio Night Live with Kevin McCullough. Unlike anything else on radio today, it's a front row seat for great information with today's leading experts. Travel with a third generation travel icon, Linda Perillo. The Fox News Medical All-Stars featuring Dr. Mark Siegel, Dr. Marty McCary, Dr. Jeanette Nishwat, and the OG, Dr. Nicole Sapphire. Legal analysis from former prosecutor and court journalism superstar Imran Ansari and Christine Nicholas. The quintessential heartbeat to New York hospitality. All joining legendary broadcast pro Kevin McCullough on a mission unlike any other. United to bring back New York. Now, live from Studio 111, here's Kevin McCullough. Well, very glad to have you with us, uh, friends, on this fun Friday when normally Christine Nicholas and I would be with you live for the full hour and we would uh, be telling you uh, all brand new stuff that you hadn't heard us uh, say uh, in the past. Uh, Tonight, you're going to get a little bit of some of the best stuff we've done recently uh, because uh, we've lost uh, a very big part of the Radio Night Live family. Um, earlier this week, I got a text from the beloved AB who kind of keeps all things Fun Friday uh, riding on the rails and making sure we get where we need to be and uh, <laughs> have all the, all the proper uh, preparations for the show each Friday night. And she let me know that Christine's father... Um, Joseph Latigano um, had passed away, I think, in his sleep the night before uh, at age 90. Now, to know Coach Joe, as, as they like to call him, um, but I always just heard Christine call him dad. What, what we don't know is over the last year, there were probably a half dozen to a dozen times when he was sitting um, in the studio right next to Christine, l- listening very intently to what the conversation was coming back and forth, whether it be through her headphones or what, what have you, because he was so interested in what we were doing that particular evening. And it wasn't until later that Christine let me know that um, her dad, Mr. Latigano, actually was a big fan of, of the whole week of Radio Night Live. He, he actually would listen on all the other nights um, and just was a huge advocate for us and for this show. Um, just a little bit about him. Um, he was raised here in Brooklyn. Uh, he went to Brooklyn Prep, played basketball for CYO and AAU and St. Francis College. Um, they say that basketball was a huge part of his life. Uh, he held the, the record of 45 points in one game for the CYO uh, Southern Open Division playing for uh, St. Athenius uh, on February the 3rd, 1954. He scored 45 points in that game. Um, he played for St. Francis College before joining the U.S. Army in occupied Germany during um, the uh, Korean War. Although he was a soldier, basketball there was part recreation and part diplomacy. After a successful career in banking, chemical bank, uh, he was he became an avid golfer and landed uh, his parachute in North Myrtle Beach, where he had called home for the last 30 years or so. Uh, Coach Joe, as they like to refer to him as, became very active with the NMB Recreation Department starting in 1993, created a rookie league teaching young children uh, ages five to nine the fundamentals of basketball and eventually serving as chairman of the Recreation Commission. He was so proud of the growth of the North Myrtle Beach Park and Sports Complex, helping to acquire hundreds of acres for recreational use, hosting baseball, soccer, lacrosse, even Quidditch tournaments uh, from all over the U.S. I didn't know Quidditch. I didn't know that, that we actually played Quidditch, but okay. The city honored him in 2019 by naming the basketball court forum for his dedication to coaching the uh, North Myrtle Beach kids and his lifelong passion of the game. And I can tell you, just on a personal note, when we would get off the air, it was always fun to, to chit-chat with him about his view of, of hoops and uh, who he thought was doing well and so forth. When not on the basketball court, he could be heard as the voice of the Chanticleers, serving as track and field announcer uh, official at the, Carolina, at the Coastal Carolina University, CCU. He is predeceased by his wife of 52 years, Mary, uh, and his best friend, Buddy, a, a four-legged companion. He leaves behind two daughters, uh, Barbara of Rock Hill, South Carolina, and Christine of Pelham, uh, 
uh, New York, and five grandchildren who he loved to the moon and back. Uh, TJ, Beth Morin, um, Rebecca Lucas, and Samantha Nicholas, as well as his two nieces who loved him like a dad. Uh, there will be um, a service for him in this coming week, uh, and then um, there'll be a remembrance of his life uh, later in the year. Uh, down in North Myrtle Beach. Um, And in lieu of flowers, they're just asking people to honor his commitment to youth sports, uh, making uh, donations in Joe's honor, um, funding opportunities for people like in the North Myrtle Beach area to play basketball. A fitting tribute to a man who dedicated his life to help young people reach their potential and find joy in the game he loved so much. Um, So that's just a, a word from... The family, and it, you can understand uh, with the stress of all of this. Uh, Christine has gotten a little bit under the weather. I don't think that the smoke in the area helped anything, um, and she's just a little bit uh, under for being able to be with us tonight. Um, so, having said that, um, we're we're going to revisit some of the recent discussions that we've had here on Radio Night Live. But I didn't want this night to go by without an opportunity to just say. Uh, thank you to Coach Joe. Um, what he has left this world, not only in the legacy of his own daughter, who, you know, worked in the mayor's office, has been the biggest advocate for tourism that New York has ever seen. She really, truly is uh, the city's first lady of hospitality. Nobody knows hospitality and knows why New York is the coolest place on planet Earth the way Christine does. Um, and Joe had a big hand in that. He, when, when, when he would be sitting here on Friday nights next to Christine, during the commercial breaks and immediately after, he'd, he'd launch into some story about you know, a time that he, you know, related to something we'd be talking about. But he'd remember a specific time and place and a personality and everybody involved, and he would relay it. And it was just hard for me not to just want to sit there and listen to him talk all night. This is the kind of stuff that it reminded me a lot of my, my grandfather's uh, because you, 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 you found a kind of treasure trove of memory and wisdom and legacy all kind of packed away in that uh, memory bank of his. And when he would tell those stories, they would just come to life. And his particular love for sports was noted. Um, he, he had Yankee lineups memorized. I mean, this, this was a guy that really loved, loved, loved um, this city and the kind of what some people view as kind of like the heyday of, of New York. So uh, Coach Joe, um, he's on to a better place. Um, we trust that his relationship with Christ is one that uh, means that he's having a meaningful uh, moment right now. It's hard for the family. It's hard to always let go of somebody that you love. But um, we sure couldn't be um, more thrilled to honor him tonight. Uh, with just these few minutes. So coming up next, um, Christine and I are going to revisit some some stuff from recent broadcasts. Uh, and we will have as recent uh, tips as we can uh, for you tonight. Uh, and just know that um, this is kind of all in honor and love and, and commitment to the New York that Joe Letigano, um went home to be with the Lord at 90 years of age. Uh, is no longer with us, uh, but uh, we will be celebrating his life uh, and celebrating the legacy that he has left in the days to come. And I know that Christine personally appreciates your prayers and support. Um, she really loved her dad, and it was obvious by the number of times she was down to see him and bring him back up uh, to stay with them and back and forth. It was just a real affectionate relationship in her life, and, and it was obvious he left his legacy uh, deeply, deeply imprinted uh, on her and, and what uh, he wanted to see her life turn into. And I think he's very, very proud. So anyway, uh, much love uh, to Christine and to the entire Nicholas family. Kevin McCullough, glad to have you here. Uh, coming right up, some of the most recent important moments of Radio Night Live. Stay here.
Presley is a truck driver. I drive a truck and I love what I do. A truck driver with IRS troubles. They told me I owed them $43,000. It got really bad. <laughs> Quite a few letters in the mail. They were talking uh, about wage garnishment, coming after my house, my car. Yeah, they, they don't play around. I seriously thought that I was going to lose everything. One sleepless night, Wesley finally made a call to Optima Tax Relief at 2 a.m. Kind of figured I'd get a machine, but I didn't. I actually got to talk to an actual person in the middle of the night. He found just what he was looking for. Oh, they were great people. You need a team of people that know what they're doing. Optima Tax, they know what they're doing. Optima Tax Relief came through with flying colors. I saved an incredible amount of money. Happy, don't even come close. I was absolutely overjoyed. Take Wesley's advice. If you're in any kind of trouble with the IRS, call Optima Tax Relief. Don't trust anybody else. Call Optima for a free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Let me hear the worship Everybody is Hezekiah Walker here. Don't miss your Sunday morning celebration with yours truly, Hezekiah Walker, 7 a.m. on AM 970, The Answer. We are playing the best in gospel worship to lift your praises to God. So join me this Sunday morning and get your worship on with Sunday morning celebration with yours truly, Hezekiah Walker. To find more celebration, just follow me on Facebook, the official Hezekiah Walker page, Bishop Hez on IG, and the Hezekiah Walker YouTube channel. Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're looking outside of big corporate control. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something worth watching. The new Salem News Channel. Straightforward, unfiltered, in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. SNC is home to Dennis Prager, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Watch anytime on any screen, free 24-7. Find what you're looking for at snc.tv. What are you doing this fall? Would you like to go to Italy with yours truly, Jersey Joe? Where are we going? Well, let me tell you. Rome, Catania, Taormina, Savoca, Forza d'Agro, Mount Etna, Palermo. That's Rome and Sicily, baby, for nine full days. What a trip. We're going to have a ball, enjoy wonderful food, and taste classic Italian wine at Mount Etna and see some actual sites used in iconic Godfather scenes. It's a trip you'll remember for years to come. If all goes well, you may even be treated to the best entertainment team since Martin and Lewis, Piscopo, and Perillo. Have your cameras ready. Call Perillo Tours at 800 for 831-1515-800-431-1515 to secure your reservation now on this very limited tour before it sells out. Go online, please, to perillotours.com. Listen to Joe Piscopo in the morning, weekdays at 6, Mike Gallagher at 10, and AM 970, The Answer. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Dennis Prager says it's time to get informed. Ignorance is a sin. When bad things are happening, ignorance is willful. If you don't know what Disney is doing to everything associated with children, you have decided to tune out and let others fight. The Dennis Prager Show. Weekdays at 1, right before Sebastian Gorka at 3, Hanea 970. The Answer. Our hosts tell it like it is. No safe spaces here. AM 970, the answer. You can't sleep. You can't eat. There's no doubt you're in deep. Radio Night Live from New York. Here's Kevin McCullough. Another kiss is all you need. All right, Kevin McCullough and Christine Nicholas, glad to have you with us on the Friday edition, the fun Friday edition of Radio Night Live, where we talk about a lot of things for your weekend. But Christine, there are big issues that we sometimes address too. And uh, that's why we want to take a little trip north right now. That's right. We're going to head over to 125th Street, really one of the most historic neighborhoods areas in New York City. And, uh, you know, and because it is so famous, 
it is really under a spotlight. So whatever happens in Harlem on 125th Street, it seems like the world knows all about it. It's a little bit like Times Square, right? But so up on a Har 125th Street, Harlem is blessed to have someone at the helm there that is running the 125th Street Business Improvement District. And that's Barbara Askins. And she's been serving in that position. Can I say how many years, Barbara? You can. <laughs> you can. You can definitely do that. I think it's, is it 30 years or is it? We make our 30 year anniversary, September 1993, when David Dinkins signed the bid into law. Well, congratulations. Wow. And I've had the pleasure of working with Barbara Askins over the over the many years when I was at City Hall and then when I was at NYC and Company. And I got to tell you, Kevin, if you want to know what is going on on 125th Street, there is one person to go to, and that is Barbara Askins. So we are so blessed that you are on Radio Night Live this evening. Welcome, Barbara. Thank you. Thank you much, very much, Christine. And so nice to meet you, Kevin. You too. And thanks for being here. We were getting a chance to know each other in the break a little bit. And you, she, you're right, Christine. She was telling me all the stuff that's uh, going on. But Barbara, I was very taken by some of what you had to say because it appears and it feels, and I sense from what you were telling me that it's the reality that there's still things not done a certain way when it comes to, to Harlem. And this, you've, you've actually announced a lawsuit due to some things that are going on. Can you bring us up to speed on all that? Well, yes, and, and it's good that you mentioned uh, the 30 years because, because of that historical context, uh, when I started, resources were not flowing into Harlem and the community had to band together to make things happen. And I get a lot of um, accolades and credit for 125th Street, but I'm not the only one. There were people who were working on 110th Street, somebody working on 116th, someone working on Astor Place, someone working in Mount Morris Park. And together we worked to try to bring it back. And so, and that was during the times when we didn't have resources. But you know, historically and around everywhere, when a community start come back, people see opportunities and start bringing things that they feel, they feel looking from the outside is needed. And that's where the problems come because they have not worked with the community. They don't know the problems. They don't know how difficult it is to manage. And that brings you to the lawsuit. It's like we are not against the, the whole bringing, you know, the legality to cannabis. We are not against it being in Harlem, but what we're saying is that the way we've been able to bring the community to a point to where you would even find it attractive to be here is working together. And none of that happened. You know, you needed to work to understand what the person next to you is what's going to be the impact for them. How, you know, what is actually taking place there? How do we manage the existing and bring in something that's going to have a major impact. And so the whole concept of because you have the authority, because let's be real, you had the authority to write the rules and the laws and the rules and the laws didn't include a real community involvement uh, component. Mm -hmm. So legally, you know, it's right because you wrote your own laws to be able to do what you're doing. But how is that going to impact the existing work from the past 30 years worth of work? And how do we manage that? Those are the issues. So just to put it into context, we are speaking with Barbara Askins, the president and CEO of the 125th Street bid, which a month ago filed a lawsuit in state court to um, to get a better understanding of how the State Dormitory Authority, State Dormitory Authority, and the Cannabis Office of Cannabis Management was able to pick a site for the New York State Dispensary uh, without any community input. When in the rules that were written by the state, it clearly states that they need to have uh, certain places that this can 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 be in. That and so tell us what the objection is and and why um, i think it has to do with school children and you know where it is on 125th street that you find uh you know objective well well first thing that block between where the apollo is between um adam clayton powell and frederick douglas boulevard is the most high traffic block next to lennox avenue on 125th street because lennox avenue is a transportation hub the apollo draw a lot of people and 
looking from the outside, you may think it flows smoothly, but every time there's an event, there's a community effort for how to manage it. The Apollo bring a lot of kids. There's children programming that comes in there. Turo College is right there, have children programming. There's children stores in that one block. There are basically over 28 different services or organizations that attract children to that block. In addition to the fact that you have the children's, the Manhattan Borough Suspension Center for kids who basically may have been suspended for being caught with drugs uh, and they go there to, for a hearing so they don't get out of school completely and a drop-off center for homeless kids uh, less than 50 feet away. And so it becomes, um, we also have businesses that are safe havens for kids because we do still have, and there's no sense in hiding it because it makes the news, we have a lot of drug use and drug sales going going on all in that block. So the police department, the business improvement district, department of health services, department of mental illness, all of us are already overstretched and combining our efforts to try to maintain. And this is a pylon. And this is also at risk children. These are kids that uh, are suffering already from uh, drug, drug issues or just uh, behavioral issues if they're not going to school and they're suspended. and there was a rule in place that was to try to protect kids like this specifically from being in proximity to uh, the distribution of marijuana. And that seems to be upside down now. And, and uh, so has, what is the, um, what's the status of the case right now, Barbara? Uh, as I understand it, a judge has been assigned and uh, that there is uh, a date for to hear the case that's uh, coming up relatively soon. I don't have the exact date here available, but that's supposed to be coming up to allow us to, you know, to present our case. And we're looking for a favorable understanding of exactly what the conditions are, to have a conversation that's not bounded around the, the benefits of marijuana. You know, that's been the hardest thing for us to separate. It takes so long to have a conversation you know, because it goes off to us being NIMBY or against, you know, cannabis. Right, and it's really just a, about a local issue. And I gotta tell you, Kevin, it might be local in Harlem, but all of the neighborhoods that are suffering right now are watching very closely yeah. that Barbara Askins and the 125th Street well, bid took the courage to do this. And what this is exposing, and we have another segment with Barbara to come back and I wanna hit on this, is that it, there seems to be a bit of either chaos or control that's not going along with what the rules were in terms of how they're implementing it. So we want to get kind of like everybody on the same page so that we're not having uh, these these issues. We're coming right back. Uh, so honored to have Barbara Askins with us uh, from the 125th Street bid. She's Christine. I'm Kevin. Stay here. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters reporting the federal indictment against Donald Trump accuses the former president of illegally hoarding classified documents at his Florida state after leaving the White House in 2021 and then scheming and lying to thwart government efforts to recover them. Justice Department prosecutors brought 37 felony counts against Trump in their indictment, relying upon photographs from Mar-a-Lago, surveillance video, text messages between staffers, Trump's own words, those of his lawyers, and other evidence. The chief suspect in the 2005 disappearance of Natalie Holloway has pleaded not guilty to charges that he tried to extort the missing teen's mother in exchange for revealing where to find her daughter's remains. On Wall Street, the Dow by 43 points, the Nasdaq rose 20, the S&P advanced 5. This is SRN News. Sponsored by Route 22 Toyota, who reminds you that if you're tired of dealing with dummies, experience the smart way to buy with Route 22 Toyota. Craving that signature Sunday sauce? Michaels of Brooklyn will make your place a must. Join Michaels of Brooklyn Sauce of the Month Club. Receive a different jar of Michaels of Brooklyn pasta sauce, homemade pasta and biscotti each month for six months. Make your home the place to be with Michaels of Brooklyn's signature fresh marinara right in your home. Visit michaelsofbrooklyn.com and order online. That's michaelsofbrooklyn.com. Michaels of Brooklyn, serving the community since 1964. 
more. Increase your investment knowledge in a unique way this year. Join us on the 2023 Eagle Financial Publications Cruise along with The Money Show. Visit EagleFinancialCruise.com for details and to secure your cabin. Eagle Financial is a division of Salem Media Group. Did you listen to our podcasts? Hear them now on our website at am970theanswer.com. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Car payments, credit card payments, home loans. Man, that's a lot of debt for you to carry. Let us help you get caught up when you enter the $18,000 Get Caught Up Sweepstakes. The grand prize winner gets up to $10,000 in debt relief. Three first prize winners will get up to $1,000 in debt relief. And 10 second prize winners will get $500 in debt relief. That's $18,000 total. And that could be you. Go to am970theanswer.com to enter. That's am970theanswer.com. Visit Dennis Prager. Sign up today for an unforgettable experience in Israel this October. Mike Gallagher and I are traveling to the Holy Land on the Stand with Israel tour with our trusted partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours. This trip of a lifetime to Israel is one you don't want to miss. Register today before it's too late at Stand with Israel Tour. StandWithIsraelTour.com or call 855-565-5519. 855-565-5519. Mike Lendell and MyPillow are launching the new MyPillow 2.0 with a special buy one, get one free offer. The MyPillow 2.0 offers a brand new temperature regulating technology that keeps you comfortable throughout the night. The new fabric dissipates heat and humidity to create a cooling sensation to maintain a, a cooler surface temperature. MyPillow knows core body temperature plays a big role in how well you sleep. The new fabric technology helps regulate your body temperature throughout the night by creating a lower surface temperature for a more restful night's sleep. Machine washable and dryable with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day bunny-back guarantee and made in the USA. Just go to the radio listeners page at MyPillow.com, use the promo code AM970 or call 800-651-0798, 800-651-0798. Don't miss this incredible opportunity to buy one, get one free on the new MyPillow 2.0, 800-651-0798. Breaking news and local news. Find it on our website, am970theanswer.com. Always go, don't know where. Always showing I don't care. Don't love nobody, it's not worthwhile. All alone, I'm running wild. And now, from New York, Radio Night Live, here's Kevin McCullough. All right, Kevin McCullough, Christine Nicholas, back with you on the Friday edition of Radio Night Live and having a, a somewhat serious conversation for the Fun Friday show. Uh, but Christine, when you mentioned that we were going to be speaking with Barbara Askins of the 125th bid about this, um, Barbara, I just yesterday, just less than 24 hours ago, had a conversation with um, someone who is very intimate with city officials. And this was, you described kind of the the way they didn't keep their word in terms of how they kind of figured out this location and just kind of dropped it into Harlem. Um, the the number of licensed dispensaries are finite. They're limited. They're, by law, there's only going to be so many. It's my understanding through this person who's familiar with what's going on that the illegal dispensaries are outnumbering the legal ones by probably five to ten to one at minimum across the, the metro area, but specifically in New York. And the illegal ones are offering lower priced cannabis. They're offering, uh, you know, easier access and all kinds of things. And they're not, of course, they're not paying taxes on it or anything else because it's an underground operation, but there's no enforcement of, it, of any of it either. And it seems to me that that coupled with what you're dealing with, that there's either a very chaotic rollout to all of this that no one's really like minding the store on or that maybe people are doing this on purpose and just don't care. I'm curious, do you have an opinion about the process as a whole, specifically what you've seen from it from your perspective and what would be some hopes and some suggestions that you'd like to, to make to it? Well, it is inconceivable to me that you rolled out a program that had on you know, an industry that had been illegal for years 
and with no enforcement mechanism in place and think that the illegals are gonna disappear because you wrote a law. I, I, I just don't, that doesn't make any sense. And so it maybe should have been the other way around. They should have gotten the law in place not just the law, then there has to be what they have ways and means committees. So there has to be a way and means to enforce the law. And so this is coming from the state. And then with the expectations of the city, I can tell you right now, it took us over a year to get a, a, a reasonable number of police officers on 125th Street to address the issues we're facing now, and it's not enough. So, you know, does the city even have the resources to enforce the state laws that have been put in place? And I think this whole thing about focusing so much the talking points on the illegals is not really getting down to the real root of the problems. You have people selling on, you know, marijuana on tables, you know, outside. And the state just passed the, you know, a law OCM. I read the article. They're now going to start allowing the farmers to sell marijuana at the, you know, farmers markets because the growers did not, cannot sell their product because there's only 11 legal dispensaries. So why do you think that you're not going to get more street vendors selling on the street if you're going to allow it to be and it's just like I don't understand it just seems as though from a business perspective you know you put your business plan together and then it's checklist 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 check, checklist to success this seems to be oh well we need to do this oh well we need to do that and in the meantime the community has to manage and live right this. you're stuck picking up the pieces from all the chaos yes well, there is one way that uh, Barbara Askins, who is our guest this evening, the president and CEO of the 125th Street Bid, is addressing this. And Barbara, could you tell our listeners about your interagency task force and what you're doing? Uh, I think on a monthly basis, you meet with everybody? Yes. Well, it started during the pandemic because right out during the pandemic, everywhere, all over New York City, actually all over the country, there was this proliferation of people with mental illness, homeless, addiction, uh, drug use, drug sales, and storefront bashings, bashings of the, you know, the uh, bus shelters, just a lot of things to deal with. And of course, naturally, we as business improvement districts work with this on an ongoing basis. And it got to a point where there was such level of frustration that people were looking at hiring people, you know, with weapons to protect their properties in front of the street. So we came up with working again, with my property owners um, to pull together all the agencies, use one of our vacant storefronts so they can all talk together on how to solve these problems. And the reason for that is because when you went from agency to agency, each one was passing the buck. It's not me, the police should be doing that. No, I prosecute, but the judge can't do this. So we literally say, okay, let's put everybody into the room and you know and talk together you say what you're saying to me in front of everybody so i will tell you it took us about three months and we were meeting then weekly to keep people from um you know blaming each other and if then we people, started coming up with solutions if people want to know more barbara how can they be in touch with what you're doing well you can reach me at bid one two five t h s at AOL.com. That's the email I open frequently. All right. Um, thanks for being with us. We will check back in with you to get an update uh, in the near future. It's Radio Night Live. Don't go anywhere. Over the past 20 years, a quiet revolution has transformed medicine. Many conditions that once required major surgery can now be treated with procedures that are far less invasive and often far more effective. Are you aware of these alternatives? Join Dr. Dan Simon for All Things Health, where he discusses cutting-edge medical advances that are providing alternatives to traditional surgery. Dr. Simon is an experienced interventional radiologist who has helped thousands of patients experience dramatic improvements, all without traditional surgery. Dr. Simon will explain latest 
latest medical breakthroughs so you can be fully aware of your options. Listen to All Things Health on AM 970 The Answer on Sundays and Saturdays on AM 570 and 102.3 FM The Mission WMCA. Have questions? Call Dr. Simon at 1-844-534-3621 or visit allthingshealth.ai or listen to All Things Health on AM 970 The Answer on Sundays and AM 570 102.3 FM The Mission WMCA on Saturdays. To learn more, visit allthingshealth.ai. Hemp Leaf products are the next big thing in skin and body care. From head to toe, they have you covered. Their formulas have been handed down through generations of herbalists and have now been made available to the general public. The remarkable neuropathy cream Helixer has brought pain relief to millions within minutes of application. The whipped body butters and creams will leave your skin feeling soft, silky, and hydrated, giving your skin the nourishment it needs to stay young and healthy. The body washes, shampoos, and soaps are the perfect solution to help keep your body free of the germs, fungus, and bacteria that we encounter every day. All of these natural botanical products are manufactured in their Long Island, New York facility. All products are vegan-friendly and cruelty-free. Remember, they don't put anything on your body that you would not put in it. Visit www.hemplief.com. That's www.hemplief.com and enter the word Arthur at checkout and get 10% off. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Call in to the Joe Piscopo Show and let your voice be heard. Hey, let me go to Tom and Boca Raton. Your show is, in my opinion, the great American story. Joe Piscopo's father, the family, Al, everybody in your show, you guys put together a team. I love your show. Everybody's beautiful. We're very fortunate to have a great American story, Joe Piscopo. Joe Piscopo, weekday mornings from 6 to 10 on AM 970, The Answer. Hey everybody, it's Hezekiah Walker here. Don't miss your Sunday morning celebration with yours truly, Hezekiah Walker, 7 a.m. on AM 970, The Answer. We are playing the best in gospel worship to lift your praises to God. So join me this Sunday morning and get your worship on with Sunday morning celebration with yours truly, Hezekiah Walker. To find more celebration, just follow me on Facebook, the official Hezekiah Walker page, Bishop Hez on IG, and the Hezekiah Walker YouTube channel. For over a century, local broadcasting has evolved with the needs of the community. We move past the stigmas of opinion journalism and bring the most relevant news online, on air, and on the go. You have trusted us with your news, sports, weather, and entertainment. Trust us to keep moving with you. Text RADIO to 52886 and tell Congress local broadcasting is here to stay. America First with Sebastian Gorka. Weekday afternoons at 3 and evenings at 10 on AM 970. The answer. Back to Kevin McCullough and Radio Night Live from New York. All right, it is Friday night, the fun Friday edition of Radio Night Live. And Christine, we did talk about some serious things in the first uh, couple of segments there with Barbara, but we're, we're celebrating something uh, in this segment. So I like celebrations. Introduce our next guest for us. Yes, and we're celebrating a major landmark here in New York City, celebrating 50 years of the New York Landmarks Conservancy, and which is headed I up see by what you did Green. There. Yeah, yeah, okay. This is, you know. The landmark yeah. of the landmarks. Exactly. That was Peg witty. Green, yes. uh, has just been at the helm and has done a beautiful job of uh, making New Yorkers and all folks really understand the value of our landmarks, our buildings that speak to the history of New York. Uh, so welcome Peg Breen to Radio Night Live and, and tell us more about the 50th anniversary of the New York Landmarks Conservancy and, and a bit of the background of the of Landmarks Conservancy. Okay, well, first of all, thank you, Christine, and thank you, Kevin, for having me. Um, we are very uh, grateful <laughs> to be celebrating our 50th anniversary because there was no guarantee in 1973 that we would be. Um, but we had a really um, visionary band of founders who realized that a landmarking a building is not always enough to save it, particularly if they have uh, a need for restoration and repair. Um, so we were always created to um, help building owners save their properties. 
And we've done that through easements. We've done that through uh, a loan program that is now the largest preservation loan revolving fund in the country. Um, and we've helped almost 300 buildings, property owners throughout the city. Um, and we were giving loans in Harlem and parts of Brooklyn in the days when homeowners there either couldn't get or couldn't afford conventional financing. Um, we have a statewide program of grants for landmark religious institutions all across the state. We've helped um, 800 different um, institutions of all denominations, often more than once, um, with grants and technical help. And we have emergency grants for nonprofits that were, and these were amazingly busy during uh, the pandemic, much to our surprise. There was, there was just a lot of problems happening with um, small nonprofits. And so our grants were enormously helpful. And we also have grants to, um, for nonprofits that are not in emergency conditions, but really need to understand some technical aspect um, of the building before they can do any work to repair it. And finally, we we have um, a lot of free advice for people. If you could call us and find out an architect, an engineer, you can find out if the people who knocked on your door and said your mortar needed replacement are correct or not. We'll actually go take a look and, and tell you. So. Um, I think of us as the Ghostbusters of preservation. I love that. We're going to call Peg. Peg, Peg, let me, I got to ask you this question because ever since I watched the, um, uh, the uh, series, the the PBS series on the history of New York, which was not, it it was one of the brothers, the documentarian brothers, Christine. It was was Rick Burns. It was Rick. Rick did New York. And one of the things that they very much emphasized, and my father-in-law is an architect, so this is kind of you know close to home uh, for us. Um, one of the things they emphasized in the different periods of New York City's history is this kind of give and take with honoring the past and being the frontier, break all the rules, you know, jump into the future city that New York has always been. And it has always been kind of in that like tension back and forth between the two. So what kind of qualifies as a landmark versus a legitimate need to go into the next generation? And I I can't help Christine, but think about some of the arguments we're having now about, you know, around Madison Square Garden and what should be done with it. Uh, the buildings around it, the, the neighborhood, the park that they want to build, the one group wants to build. I mean, there's a lot of discussion about all of that, but how does that get, you know, seated down to like the, the bare nugget of what needs to happen? Well, first of all, we recognize that the city's always going to grow and change. That is New York. But what really makes us unique are the layers of history. Because in every period that there's been turmoil and new growth, there's also been preservation. So we have incredible layers of history that really uh, root us, give us our identity, um, and really make us who we are. Um, So to become a landmark building or a landmark area, there has to be either architectural distinction or cultural distinction. Um, Preservationists are doing a lot more now um, in um, various communities where the buildings may not be necessarily high-end architecture, but have a residence with the neighborhood. Somebody lived there, an important thing happened there. Right. Um, So we try to honor all the disparate groups in New York. Uh, We try to save uh, landmark neighborhoods where people have really had a lot of psychic as well as financial investment in their neighborhoods, and they're usually more of a, a piece architecturally. Um, and um, we acknowledge the tension, but um, we always try to reach out. I mean, we're all, you can't be in New York if you don't love buildings. So we yeah, spend true. a lot of time talking to the Building Congress and Rebney and individual uh, construction companies. Um, really trying to work together in the interests of the city as a whole. Yeah, so, my father-in-law wasn't thrilled that I got promoted to Market One in media. He was thrilled that he could come come here and look at all the buildings because <laughs> he just wanted to come and tour all the all the cool stuff. And you know, Christine, this is a very relevant conversation for us because right next door to our studio here uh, are the graves of Alexander Hamilton and uh, 
his wife and her sister. And, you know, if it weren't for, and I think um, that the church even has the original steeple still on the ground next to the cemetery as well. So there's obviously a desire to constantly remember our history, but, you know. Well, Peg Breen is our guest. And for the 50th anniversary of the New York Landmarks Conservancy, you have a program on your website called 50 for 50. Can you give us, uh, how do we find your website and also just a, a sampling of what you can see on that? Sure, um, it's uh, www.nylandmarks.org. And um, you'll see um, a 50 for 50, which is, we selected 50 of the hundreds of buildings. I mean, in any given year, we have worked on hundreds of buildings. So we picked 50 um, and gave you a bit of their history, told you what we've done, told you why the buildings are important, told you how to get there told you if there are any activities going on in connection with the anniversary you should know about. And um, in every, touches every borough. So that would be that would be easy to find. It also has an introductory video that tells you a bit more about the Conservancy overall and all the programs that I, that I mentioned earlier and how we can be helpful to property owners. Well, we've got to take another break. Uh, Peg, thank you for being with us. And Christine's got her tips when we come back. Wish there was an easier way to navigate the world of real estate? If only there was a way to learn from the best. Well, now there is. Saturdays at 10 a.m., our very own Dottie Herman, Vice Chair of Douglas Elliman, gives you the inside track to what is hot in real estate. Stay one step ahead in today's seller's market as Dottie gives her tips on how to make it through the tricky waters of real estate. Doesn't matter if you're new to the game or a seasoned vet, you need to listen to Eye on Real Estate. Dottie and her terrific team of experts will guide you as sellers and buyers to make sure you're getting the best value for your property. Whether you want to become a real estate agent or work within the business, there's no better person to learn from than the great Dottie Herman. She's a legend. She's the best, period. Tune in to Eye on Real Estate, Saturdays at 10 a.m. here on AM 970, The Answer. That's Eye on Real Estate. Don't miss it. Saturdays at 10 a.m. here on AM 970, The Answer. Hi, it's Joe Piscopo for Perillo Tours. Did I tell you I'm going to Rome and Sicily this year with my friend Steve Perillo? Hey, you want to go? It's simple. You just call 800-431-1515 and say, I want to go to Apollonia's hometown with Joey. Make it happen, baby. How does that sound? Rome, three nights, including a special intimate performance by yours truly. Then we fly directly to Sicily, visiting Catania, Taormina, Palermo, some medieval towns like Savoca and Forza d'Agro in Messina. Why? Because we're going to visit some iconic sites from famous Godfather scenes. How cool is that? Can't leave Sicily until you have a wine tasting in the shadow of Mount Etna. We will do that too. Then on to Palermo for three more nights. Call Perillo Tours at 800-431-1515, 800-431-1515, or visit please PerilloTours.com. Hi, Kevin McCullough. What does the perfect wedding entail? Just you, the love of your life, your guests, and the iconic New York City skyline. Sound too good to be true? It's not. You can say, I do, all with gorgeous views of the New York City skyline in the distance on board the Atlantis yacht of New York Cruises. Call 212-633-1231 to book your unforgettable event today. New York Cruises is the premier unique wedding venue. They have a dedicated staff of experienced hospitality professionals who can provide you with wedding cruise event planning services every step of the way. Call 212-633-1231 to book your unforgettable event today. Your guests will dine in style on the main deck, sky deck, and lounge deck with 360-degree views of the Manhattan skyline. The Atlantis of New York Cruises is the perfect venue for corporate events, weddings, engagement, and anniversary parties, reunions, retirement parties, birthdays, bar or bat mitzvahs, you name it. Call 212-633-1231 to book your unforgettable event today or visit NewYorkCruises.com. Segula live weekdays at 4 p.m. on AM 970. The answer. Listen to us online at AM 970. The answer.com. Tune in iHeart Alexa or Odyssey.com. Brandon Tatum is next on AM 970. The answer. Once more from New York Radio Night Live. Here's Kevin McCullough. 
Well, I hope you have had a great evening. It is always, uh, it's, I think personally, it's the best way to end on Friday, uh, to spend it with the Fun Friday crew. Um, AB, always appreciate everything you do. And Christine, we are um, looking forward to a fun weekend of fun things to do. What are they? Well, I got to I got to tell you a shout out to our guests tonight because it was really a fascinating discussion with Barbara Askins up at the 125th Street uh, bid for more information about the lawsuit that she referenced and other things. Just go to www.harlembid.com. And then for more information about the New York landmarks. A conservancy. And by the way, Kevin, if you go on their website, they have the, the 50 for 50 that Peg mentioned, but she didn't mention all of the amazing landmarks that are on there. Uh, just check out uh, nylandmarks.org. So it's harlembid.com and nylandmarks.org um, for more information. And you had mentioned earlier on in the show that you went to see the Taylor Swift concert. One of the lucky I, I lost my man card doing it, but yes, we went. <laughs> I don't know. Well, there is uh, wasn't an easy ticket. So if you didn't get a ticket or if you did and you want more of Taylor Swift, um, there is a new Taylor Swift storyteller exhibit and it's at um, it is at the MAD. It's Museum of Arts and Design, known as MAD. Um, and it is at 2 Columbus Circle at 58th Street. And it is, um, you can see some of the costumes, some of the videos. Um, and it also has a lot of videos of Taylor Swift telling about her story. Um, so check it out. Tickets are $18 for adults and free for anyone 18 or younger. That's pretty cool. It's usually like free for toddlers. But I think this is, you know, Taylor Swift has been on the forefront of like fighting the ticket scalping thing. And, yep. uh, you know, she wants more access to uh, her concerts. And look at what's going on with this exhibit. It's free for anyone 18 or younger. So that is helping with access. More information can be found at madmuseum.org, M-A-D, madmuseum.org. So check that out. And then one of my favorite holidays is June 14th, because what is June 14th, Kevin? Flag Day. Thank you. So Flag Day at one of my favorite restaurants, which is also a landmark, is Francis Tavern, which I don't know if you've been to, but everybody is welcome. Um, Francis Tavern, although being a landmark, it is open to the public and you can have wonderful meals there. You can go to the museum there. So the museum has a special Flag Day open house weekend, which is this weekend. So $1 admission at the museum Friday through Sunday. Um, it is really a fantastic gem of New York located at 54 Pearl Street. Uh, the museum's open from 12 p.m. to 5 p.m. and you can find out more information at francistavernmuseum.org. And at uh, the at the Shea du McCullough, uh, every day is flag day. Of course it is. We, we fly that flag 365. So. Fly it high, fly proud. That's it. Um, speaking of um, people we are so proud of, Wendy Hilliard Gymnastics Foundation, she had her gala last night um, and she's been on the show. This is a, she's a wonderful national rhythmic gymnast champion uh, from a few years ago. And now Wendy Hilliard offers low or no cost gymnastics to uh, the kids in Harlem. And she's just doing amazing work. She had this beautiful gala last night. George and Tim, our friend from the Marriott Marquis was one of the honorees. And so was um, uh, Donna Di Verona, who was an Olympic swimmer. Um, but there's a there's an auction, so if you weren't able to go to the event, you can go on www.32auctions.com slash WHGF23 for Wendy Hilliard Foundation. Go on there, check out some of the items, you'll benefit from it, but more importantly, the kids who are um, doing amazing uh, things in uh, with the Wendy Hilliard Foundation, they will benefit from it. Thank right. you so much, Kevin. Have a wonderful weekend. A lot of great stuff. And friends, if you have absolutely nothing else to do, Saturday night, 9 o'clock, Salem News Channel, we've got Senator Josh Hawley. We've got the director of the Lawfare Project, uh, Brooke Goldstein, ESQ. We've got, um, uh, who else? Oh, Dr. Francisco Contreras, who's a pioneer in the cancer uh, cure department. And we've also got, for those of you that did not get tickets, we've got an exclusive look inside the Eras Tour with Taylor Swift in our spotlight. You're not going to want to miss it. 9 p.m. Saturday, Salem News Channel. Thank you, AB. Thank you, Christine. Thank you for listening.